Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Friendly Confines, a special edition. This is our trade deadline program. We call this one Extra Innings. Ryan Lieber alongside Chad Gordon, who is uh, in Chicago, where all the action is. How are things in the Windy City, buddy? Life is good. And you know what I love about this format with our podcast is we're going to be able to jump in any time like this to do some extra innings. Uh, this is a fun day. This is always a fun day because you never know. And some of the craziest things you get thrown out there just to see if they'll stick. And nothing super crazy. One big deal I think we all want to, I want to dive into. But what was your overall take before we dive into the extra innings? I think we were kind of hoping, or at least I was, to see somebody who was a major all-star player to be moved. If we did not see that, there were rumors that maybe Bryce Harper was going to get moved, but that ended up not happening. Um, so, you know, we saw some, some decent deals, some, some deals that were a flurry of trades in the NL central that we're going to talk about, but for the most part, we saw names that you probably would know if you're a big baseball fan, but not names. If you were just a casual fan that was kind of on the outside looking in, but some of these players could potentially help some teams get to the postseason and, uh, you know, play a major role. So, Let's start in the 10th inning, Chad. The Cubs, of course, were busy during the trade deadline. We kind of talked about it in our last show, the fact that if we did see the Cubs make a trade, it wasn't going to be for a big name. They shored up the bullpen now that Brandon Morrow's on the DL, and they acquire Brandon Kinsler from the Washington Nationals. And Kinsler coming off an all-star season in 2017. He's pitched relatively well for the Nationals this year, and now he comes to the Cubs. Cubs just gave up a minor league player in the deal. Nobody that was a major player for them in their minor league system. And so I like this move. It gives the Cubs more insurance in the bullpen and it allows them to go down the stretch and have those key arms. uh, Should anything happen to the starting rotation uh, in the games that, you know, they're not coming and, and pitching the way that they would hope. So it just makes the Cubs who now right now have the third best bullpen in baseball, uh, maybe it makes them even better now. What, what's your takeaway from that trade? I, I love this trade. I don't understand this trade in some respects. I, you know, I, we heard, we, you talked a little bit about Bryce Harper and uh, um, leadership at the national said, we're not, we're not making a move. We're still in it. We're still sticking with this team to get rid of this piece. I'm a little confused by it because Kinsler has another year. He has a, a club option and a, a player option to a second year. So this, this could be one heck of a pickup for the Cubs. And you're right. He is uh, um, he's got some good numbers. He's going to fit well into this system. And every uh, thing I've seen in some of the reports with some of the beat, roar, uh, beat writers in, in Washington, he was devastated by this. He really wanted to stay and remain a part of that team. So he's a competitor. He's a fighter. And, and I think he's going to fit really well with a, a really strong already. Yeah, in, in you talk about how he was devastated leaving Washington. Something tells me that he's going to enjoy being in Chicago. I think once he has the opportunity to pitch in Wrigley on a regular basis and I saw his numbers. I don't have it off the top of my head. Maybe you do, but he has very impressive numbers in Wrigley. In fact, he's kind of one of those guys kind of like Cole Hamels this year who pitches better on the road than he does at home. And his numbers at Wrigley were, were pretty solid. So um, I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, another guy who obviously Theo and Jed did their homework on seeing that he's somebody who, you know, pitches well uh, in Wrigley and, and could potentially play a major role uh, for the Cubs, you know, down the stretch. So, yeah, I think I think this could be, you know, something that could help them, especially as we saw last year. We talked about this on the program the other night. 
that the Cubs got gassed in the postseason last year. And yeah. and if they can just add more arms and more insurance to that bullpen like they did today, um, I think they'll be in good shape. I really do. Yeah, let's stay, let's stay in the 10th inning for just a little bit longer because I do want to address this. It, you know, th- what I like about Kinsler, the reports I'm seeing, is he, he pitches to contact. Uh, he doesn't walk a lot of guys. And, and honestly, when you think about when the, the, the times of the bullpen has frustrated us, it's when they've, they've let people on and given those, those, getting those extra base runners on there. So he's got a mid-three ERA. Um, he, he strikes out uh, uh, folks, but mainly throws for contact. And so he's going to fit in there really well. I trust that the team has done their, their due diligence on this. Uh, um, it's another important arm, and it's a, it's a vital arm. I, I, the bullpen, the Chicago Cubs bullpen, is an absolute top-five bullpen, and we now know. We saw it in 16. We saw what happened in 15. We saw what happened in 17. We, like you said, got gassed. Um, it, it truly is. It's great to have a great starting pitching lineup, and you've got to have some guys that could take the, the bump and go seven, eight innings at a stretch. But in these days and A's, you know, uh, uh, they like to, after the third time through the order, they like to uh, potentially move in and move on to uh, the bullpen to give them different looks and feels. And the Cubs have as good of a bullpen as anybody in, in Major League Baseball. Is he the closer right now if Morrow's hurt? No, I, I don't think you do. I think, I think, uh, um, I think you have to stick with Strope. I think he's been the guy that's been in that role. He's happy to do it, and he's pitched well in pressure situations. In the future, I still think it's C.J. Edwards. Morrow, as long as he can keep uh, from stopping to injure himself when he puts his pants on, we'd like to have him back soon. Um, but, no, I don't think Kinsler makes that move, but, but uh, maybe he is built for that high-pressure situation. I really like uh, uh, Strope in that role. All right, let's move on. The 11th inning now. The Brewers, who, of course, are the Cubs' Closest competition in the NL Central. They continue to make moves. We we talked about the fact that Mike Moustakis came over from Kansas City the other day, and he's now in the lineup. Now they made kind of a head-scratching move. They acquire Jonathan Shoup from the Baltimore Orioles oh. for Jonathan Villar. Um, it's, a, it's kind of an interesting move. I mean, Shoup uh, was hurt in the beginning of the year. He hasn't been... Uh, playing as well as you would suspect. He, he's hitting in about the 240s right now, and he comes to the Brewers. A little bit of, a, of an interesting move here by the Brew Crew. I don't know I, why they made this trade, but uh, I'm, they, they I'm right did. there with you. And uh, yeah. I don't know if it was for just personnel issues, but regardless, this is the move they made, and now they, uh, they have you know another infielder uh, to join an already crowded infield uh, with the Brewers. What's your... Uh, What's your look at with this uh, situation? All right. If we're going to do this podcast, we have to have the ability to bust on each other. And <laughs> only because I know this, it's pronounced scope. I called him shoop all along as well, but it's scope. Oh, scope. well, there that's you go. According, that, that, but that's, you know, I was hoping you'd say it wrong just so we could, I could break the ice because I want you to take, give it to me as much as possible. Well, Here's what I got to say you. about that. This is the first time I've heard of this guy. I had to do some reading up on it before we, <laughs> we started talking about him. So this is news to me that this guy is who he is. But uh, regardless, uh, clearly not somebody who yeah. I felt like I would have to know no, even as a baseball fan. Ryan, it's a head scratcher to me. I don't quite understand. He is a one-time All Star. He he hit early up in the in the lineup. Uh, um, I think uh, I think hit uh, two um, for the Orioles. You know, I mean, just be so thankful, Chicago Cubs fans, that we have um, finally um, ownership leadership that actually is investing in their team. Because with Scope and Machado, 
you know, that was a good start. That was a good solid infield for a couple of years and the Orioles have punted. Um, and so, so with scope, you know, I, it's, it's for me, it's, it's, um, he has a, a war of over one. So he's a, he's a plus one war. Um, but you're right. I, I think it's, it's gotta just be a push. They feel like between him and Villar that, uh, that he's a, a tick and a notch better. Um, obviously to give up the prospects they did to make this move. Um, it, it gives them a little bit more power. You know, he, he's, I think he's scratching 20 home runs, 17, 17 or 18 home runs. Um, but his peripherals are not that strong. Maybe they just feel that he is a, a, a hungry guy that's going to feast on national league pitching. All right, let's move on. 12th inning. Uh, another move in the NL central. That's where we'll stay. Tommy Pham, who is kind of a fixture in the outfield the last several seasons for the St. Louis Cardinals. He gets dealt to the Tampa Bay Rays for several minor league players. Now, Pham, who at times looked terrific, at other times very inconsistent. Um, again, I think the Cardinals are starting to realize they need to retool. They need to kind of make some moves if they're going to, uh, you know, begin to contend again in the NL Central. So this move does not shock me. To say the least, um, I think the Cardinals definitely realized that the writing was on the wall, that 2018 is probably out the window at this point. Time to focus on 2019. So um, I think the front office decided that FAM was expendable and maybe we can get some parts in return to kind of grow these guys and, and see what we come away with. So FAM leaves. Were you shocked by this move by the Cardinals or was this pretty much what you thought at this point in their season, knowing the way that uh, their season's been going. I, I disagree with a couple points that you've made. I've, 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 I, if only because I don't think that I don't think they're throwing in the towel. Here's why I think this move was made. Ryan, think about when Miguel Montero was in our team and he was a, a, a fixture and he was going to be a part of the future. And then he spoke out of turn in the clubhouse. He had to go, he had to go and he went and I feel like when, when FAM spoke out against the front office months ago, that was a nail in the coffin. They were waiting for the right moment to move him. He had a, an MVP-like year last year. His numbers were down a lot this year, a ton this year um, in comparison. But he spoke out against the organization. And the Cardinals, they aren't going to allow that. And so with him making the move um, to, to Tampa Bay, um, they, they bring up a, a guy, uh, uh, Bader, who actually is, is somebody they've been, they've been looking forward to having into the, um, onto the big league team. He's going to see a lot more reps, I think. Um, initially, when I saw this, I did think punting, and they're, they were throwing in the towel. But I just think, fam, I think they're trying to clean things up there, and, and I don't think they're done. I think there's more people that, are, that, that may be adjusted. And, and, but this trade deadline was an opportunity for them to clean house of somebody that wasn't, quote-unquote, fitting within the Cardinals way. He's also eligible for arbitration next year. So maybe the Cardinals front office also looked at the fact and said, look, we got guys at the AAA level that we want to bring up or in the minor leagues that we want to yeah. look to. Do we really want to pay fam? Who's kind of an in-between player, uh, the kind of money that he could potentially get, um, or should we trade him now and then be able, like you said, to bring up these guys that, they see uh, a heavy future in yeah. um, down the line. All right. So the big wow. trade of the day also yep. staying in the NL central. Uh, now this was a move that we kind of talked about, hopefully, uh, or at least we discussed the Cubs potentially making, cause he had uh, been uh, discussed within, uh, you know, the circles of the Cubs potentially uh, targeting him. But Chris Archer leaves the Tampa Bay Rays and goes to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, 
here after Pittsburgh kind of seemed, uh, yeah. you know, lost in the shuffle, they go on that 11 game winning streak. Uh, now it seems like Clint Hurdle and the gang, they're all in. Uh, they go after a guy in Chris Archer, who's one of the young arms of Major League Baseball, has great stuff. Certainly his record. He's been hurt, of course, as well this year. His, his stuff is, is amazing. It's just one of those things where can you yeah. put it all together uh, for a full season? And, uh, but they got themselves a great pitcher today in Chris Archer, who I think, um, you know, he's, he's going to benefit from pitching in the National League. And I, I like this move for Pittsburgh. I mean, this is a very un-Pittsburgh-like move. They've never really been a team that at the trade deadline goes after, you know, some name players. And here Pittsburgh does it. And, and what does that tell you then? about the Pittsburgh Pirates and what they think they can do to chase. Uh, what it tells me, Ryan, is they were listening to the podcast a week and a half ago uh, when I when I actually said the time, Agreed. the team to watch <laughs> and the team to look out for Pittsburgh Pirates. And I still believe that, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we the yeah. cool thing about being able to do this podcast on the fly, we're doing this right before the, the first Tuesday night game uh, versus uh, uh, the Pirates in Pittsburgh. We're going to see how they match up together without Archer involved. But the Pirates obviously think, you know, it's amazing what rattling off nine, uh, nine or ten wins will do in a row for your confidence and your belief in the team. And they, 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 they made some moves. They got rid of some important prospects. And, and there you go. Tampa Bay, again, will be just loaded with prospects and will be, always be a contender of somebody that, that uh, can have a very cost-controlled lineup. But Pittsburgh in the National League Central, I'm still saying look out. Look out not for the title, but um, I think they, they have right now the opportunity if they can take the momentum of this trade and if Chris Archer can pitch to his abilities and, as you said, in a watered-down uh, you know, um, uh, National League in terms of being able to face a pitcher every nine at-bats, um, I'm, I'm concerned about the pirates. I'm not concerned about them unseating the, the, the Cubs at the top. Um, but this is definitely a move to watch and the national league central goodness. Is it loaded with some of the teams to beat? Yeah, it really is. And I mean, it kind of puts the NL central in the spotlight as being the best, uh, division in, in the national league. Uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, the AL East in, in the American League is is obviously the top division. But, uh, you know, make no mistake, the NL Central has definitely become the best division uh, in the National League. And it's showing right now with all the, the flurry of moves that are going on. I like this move, too. I, I think it's great. I think you get a guy in Chris Archer. It's, it's showing the fans of Pittsburgh, who are great fans, uh, great baseball fans, showing them that, listen, um, the season's not lost. We're going to go for it. We're going to see if we can get that wild card. We're within reach. So we think we got a guy in Chris Archer who, you know, could potentially give us uh, some good innings and, and win some ball games for us. So, so very nice. Uh, the other big move, as we move to the 14th inning here on extra innings of the friendly confines, Chad Gordon, Ryan Lieber, Brian Dozier gets traded from the Minnesota twins to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, Chad, uh, the Dodgers, obviously, we've talked before how we think that the Dodgers are arguably the second best team in the National League and potentially the team that could give the Cubs the biggest uh, amount of problems um, if they get to the postseason and play them. Yeah. Uh, Brian Dozier at one time was arguably Minnesota's best player. And now they get a second baseman uh, who adds pop to the lineup in an already very threatening lineup that the Dodgers already put out on the field. Um, they get another guy who's capable of hitting over 20 home runs and, and certainly has a good bat and is great in the field. So does this make the Dodgers, in your opinion, 
now the best if, team in the National if League. If all we did right now is say, okay, based upon the Brian trade Dozier. deadline, based upon that that 4 p.m. Eastern time deadline today, um, and we graded it, we would give the the World Series to the the well, we would give the berth in the World Series to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Absolutely, they won this trade deadline, in my opinion. Um, by a resounding margin. Um, today's surprise move at the very end, it's a tremendous upgrade over Logan Forsythe. And what they did to get Manny Machado, basically giving up next to nothing, um, I am terrified of, of if they're able to put it together and the pitching is able to steady down for them, uh, steady up rather, it is going to be one heck of a battle to get past them because they are a juggernaut. Um, when they are healthy, but then again, so are the Chicago Cubs. But yeah, the for me, the Los Angeles, uh, you talk about winners, so we want to kind of talk about the notables. So the winners for me, um, absolutely, um, the Los Angeles Dodgers. The losers um, has to be the New York Yankees. They were in the discussion everywhere and ever, anywhere um, about everybody, and and they came back and, and not only lost one of their best players to a, a, um, a busted uh, busted wrist by hit by pitch, um, they, they didn't make any big moves. And so, um, for them to obviously have the confidence to say, well, we're going to make the wild card regardless. And we think we're going to take our chances. And, uh, uh, when they get into that second round, um, uh, that was very surprising that the Yankees didn't make any other moves. I can't, I can't necessarily say the Yankees were the losers. I mean, they did get J.A. Happ. They did get Zach Britton. I mean, they did shore up the the rotation a little bit now they you know Zach Britton obviously uh, one of the top relievers J.A. Happ very capable starter um I I mean obviously losing Aaron Judge was huge certainly that's that's going to be tough and you know that's definitely going to put a lot of pressure on Giancarlo Stanton on the other bats in the lineup I I I do agree I didn't that was a caveat I I, I think I failed to to mention I was talking about the offensive side of it you know in terms of uh, matching up with the Boston Red Sox but you are right from a pitching perspective they did fabulous absolutely but can they score enough runs to unseat um, the Boston Red Sox can they compete offensively um, when they've taken such a big hit, um, you know, they feel very strongly about their young core. I, I, I but uh, it was interesting to see uh, the team with the most money to spend um, not go after, you know, one of the big, big bats. All right, Chad. So as we wind down here in the 15th inning, our final inning here on extra innings of the friendly confines, where do the Cubs stand now in your power rankings after the trade deadline and all the players that they the Cubs right now, I have I've, I've got two National League teams now? have moved into the top five in the power ranking. So it's been a bit of a shift. And that's the beauty of baseball. It's about the hot hand right now. I've got the Cubs fourth and the Los Angeles Dodgers fifth Got three teams in front of them. I'm still going to stick with the Houston Astros. Number one, despite how I just raved about the Boston Red Sox, because as I said, until the King is unseated, they're the King. I've got Boston number two and the Yankees, despite what I said, number three. All right, I'm going to flip-flop on you. Uh, I'm going to go Cubs five. I believe the Dodgers now have moved ahead of them. Uh, Getting Manny Machado, uh, getting Dozier, you know, Matt Kemp, obviously, who's been there all season, just continues to, to play great baseball. I give them so much credit, Dave Roberts and that group, considering all the injuries they have overcome over the years. I mean, it's just like one guy gets hurt, just plug in another guy. I mean, Max Muncy now is the guy that's kind of, you know, taking the mantle and is, is playing terrific at first base. He filled in at third base for, you know, a little bit of time. 
So I think now the Dodgers are are four. Cubs in my book are five. I just have it a little different. I'm going to go Red Sox one, Astros two, Yankees three. Um, and that is my top five in the power rankings. But, you know, as we know, this could change uh, week to week. So you never You can right? do that, and that's the beauty yeah, I mean, of this sport. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Right now. This is important. So because we've launched this podcast, because we plan to have a, a weekly format with the ability to break in like this, we're calling this the Friendly Confines Extra Inning Segment. Um, we are going to add some other elements. We've added the interview segment uh, um, this week with former ESPN uh, Chicago sports reporter Jason Belinke. Um, we also are going to be able to ask questions of uh, mess and things like that. So if you want to learn more about the podcast, search for the Friendly, Fo- the Friendly Confines Facebook, Cubs Facebook group, the Friendly Confines Cubs Facebook group on Facebook, obviously, and uh, and and join the group. And then uh, we want to build a great community here and hear from you as well. So because we want to know, what do you think about our power rankings? What do you think about the winners and losers of this uh, uh, trade deadline? Uh, we want this to be an inclusive community and we want you to be a part of it. Awesome. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys later in the week. This was a special edition of the Friendly Confines. Trade deadline edition. See you at the ballpark, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Don't let anyone say that it's just a game. For I've seen other teams and it's never the same. When you're born in Chicago, you're blessed and you're healed. The first time you walk into Wrigley